That kid is back on the escalator again. Leave it alone. What? Comics. What are you? I'm Batman. TV and movies. Wrestling. And Music. We are just getting a podcast about things you actually care about, hosted by a couple of guys who actually care about those things, too. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. Maybe a little too much. Yes. That's awesome. The talented one, Chris Machete. That no-talent ass clown became famous. And Brenton. You know, that guy from your other favorite podcast. I liked it. I was good at it. So grab onto the handrail and don't let go. This is the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Here's CM and BD. And also now called Chris's big comfy chair uh, show. Yeah, uh, I got a comfy chair. I'm in the office. It's awesome in here. Well, I'm in the other office. Usually I'm in the coloring office, which is my wife's office and the business office. (laughs) I like my office better. No offense, Lonnie. But yeah, my office is cool. You got the chair, you got a big chair. We're gonna we're gonna do a whole bunch of cool shit today and talk about some stuff. Um, thanks to everybody that tuned in last week. Briefly, you got mm-hmm. yourself. Well, a, you got you got one chance to see last week's show, man. If you weren't there to see it live, did you, you ever miss out? It. Yeah, you didn't Ooh, get. You did you ever see it out. again either? Yeah. Nope. And that's where that's gonna stop. Uh, that's where we're gonna stop talking. Uh, anyways, it was a, a very exciting uh show and uh that was, thank you all for tuning in but it is now monday night and we're hanging it out it might have been the best show we've ever done i'm pretty sure now given the nft thing that's happening in the world i think we could possibly release that down the road in an nft form for like one see what happens because so. i think it's worth like 10 g's that chat oh man <laughs> so. that was an episode it was so good that it, we had it got shut down and we had to pull it so. That was an episode to remember, my friends. But always we're going to top it with this episode, right? Always when we're talking wrestling, as Chris pointed out last week. It's well, it's Vince McMahon. Happens. Vince McMahon comes after us, right? But Vince it doesn't Vince like us, friend. It wasn't Vince this time, but we'll just leave it at that. So I anyways. Bet, I bet, no, it, it, he was it, behind it. It was a whole country that just, uh, anyways. <laughs> because uh, of something that Vince did, though. Here. We are going to uh, get into some retro comic books today uh, and a few other things. Big news uh, this week. Lots of stuff. So Boba Fett, that was the big news last week, but we'll pretend it's last week again. Uh, since a lot of you guys missed it, that was the Boba Fett trailer. What do you think, man? Yeah, that was great. The Boba Fett trailer is awesome. Makes you want to see uh, some more Boba Fett. You don't really get too much spoilers in there. You know what I mean? Um, there's something I, I was, I was going to discuss something a little bit more about it. Uh, after I hear from you, but yeah, there's uh, it's because we already talked about it once, right? It's hard to dig up anything again, but it, it's just it looks so standard to me. It's it's good. The camera shots look great. The shots of the city, the shots of, of uh, Boba Fett, and everything. But you know, it doesn't really tell you too much. Just uh, as I said, there's no you don't get any glimpses of say like a Luke Skywalker or uh, any other famous bounty hunters or anything like that. So they're keep. I personally think that is a real teaser, man. They're keeping things hidden. I feel like I feel like uh, we we're in a spot now with with these kind of shows that we get basically 
the tease is over like sort of like star wars when we were all excited about the new movies that came out they kind of came and went and then we were all excited about them and then the mandalorian none of us really knew what that was about and we kind of like wow cool and then it got us excited about that but we've had a glimpse into boba fett on this through the mandalorian Mm -hmm. and kind of have an idea so there's not a lot of surprises in that. It's more just for me. And like, it's like, it's just going to be a tale. I'm curious if they're going to get a lot of, like a lot of series out of it. If they're going to get a lot of like, um, light, like they're going to do like seven seasons or something, or if it's just going to be like a mm-hmm. two season, three season thing, because it feels like it's kind of in the middle of something. It's tying in some things. And the guy that plays Boba Fett's kind of old. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking we're just going to get like maybe two seasons of it or something, maybe three. I don't know. Maybe a passing the torch on kind of thing, like where he passes it on to the Mandalorian eventually. But I was going to say to you, like, so, so with the the Boba Fett movie coming up, who would you really like to see in there from the past, like from the from the original Boba Fett era? There, who yeah. are you hoping is going to? What character are you hoping is going to be in there? Well, I want uh, I, I want some more on Jabba's pl- like that. I want more on on that that planet. I want some more of like. We got the we we talked about the cool stuff that you got from the Mandalorian, like the inside, like where they store the speeders for it, like the garage and like things like that. So I'm more interested in that sort of like just keep diving into that little universe and give us little Easter eggs of stuff. Character wise, I mean they've kind of put so many characters in all these things that I'm I'm over charactered out when it comes to like the latest Star Wars trilogy. So going back to that, uh, I want some some more bounty hunters in there. Yeah, I would like love, yeah, I would love to see if by chance they are going to, because this is taking place after Jedi. No, when's it, when's this taking yeah, place? It's after this Return is, of the Jedi. It's after Return of the Jedi. He's been, he's got out of the Sarlacc pit, right? Yeah. So I would like to see if they're going to dive into any of the Zahn stuff. Like if they're going to dive into like, isn't like Mara, wasn't Luke's, wife didn't she's got some Mara kind skywalker of like, you Mara yeah, jane skywalker like, yeah or mary jane I, skywalker however they pronounce it i think it was Mara. Yeah, she, and there's I, some stories about her in there for sure yeah and i was i was kind of hoping that they would sort of like you know they would tell the tale of the trail of the first three and sort of like mm-hmm. this is what was going on and then they go back to the clone wars and they'll touch a little bit on that but 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 i want to kind of see what what's you know where they're going to go with it from the standpoint of like boba leading the charge now because he's not in the later movie so something kind of goes on you would know better because of the comic books i guess but i don't know where we're explaining boba- it right now that that's yeah. as i was mentioning before the tie-in with a lot of this that's going on is is being explained in the books now so right um they're, but they're not jumping the, the they're not jumping the shark right they're not going to jump ahead and let us know too much before the show comes out so yeah. When the show comes out, there'll be lots more comic books coming out telling side stories like they originally did, I'm sure. And I would Boba love Fett. I would love this to go maybe like two seasons. I don't know if I need eight seasons of Boba Fett. I, I think right. I, I'm, I'm down with like a three-season tie-in that goes into something and kind of ties up all the Easter eggs that we've been looking for. Uh, I definitely would love it to lead to some kind of Mara storyline where and then they, they don't because they've just ignored that storyline of luke getting married and everything and i'm just it's i really really wish they didn't so kind of hoping that they do something with that um all the old uh, bounty hunters i want to i want to get as much bounty hunter information as possible mm-hmm. but uh, i want to get more information on jabba like i want to i just kind of wanted all to kind of be like tatooine based kind of like what was going on on that planet all the shit that they kind of skipped over i want that for this series so that's my personal thing 
Yeah, that's Absolutely. cool. It sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, they could have. There's a lot of the bounty hunters they could have on there, right? Like even just here and there to see what they're thinking of now that uh, Boba Fett has taken over Jabba's spot. You know, and other people will be gunning for Boba Fett at Boba Fett at this spot. Was that always the plan, though, Chris? And What's I it's because I didn't dive too far into the books. I got some of the Zon books and I did some stuff, but it was that always the plan that Boba did get out of Sarlacc and take over Jabba's position or did they I've write never that read anything. No, yeah. I've never read anything on that, but I didn't read a lot of those Zon books either. I was a lot in the comic books and uh, it was the main story. There wasn't a lot of Boba Fett going on. It's funny because a lot of people would, were, were just, um, they were okay with that. No, he's in the Sarlacc pit. He died. You know what I mean? But, but And yeah. then, you know, our generation got older and we were like, no, 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 he can't still be in there. What, what the hell happened, man? He's Boba Fett. You can't just kill off Boba Fett that way. But I was going to say, um, what I would like to see in uh, in this series, the Boba Fett series, would be, and this character, you either love him or you hate him, and that's Darth Maul, because he got chopped yeah. in half, and they brought him back in so many storylines, right? Um, as in, in the Han Solo movie as well, he basically took over the underworld cartel, cartel there. And I would like to see some Darth Maul in there. I'd like to see Darth Maul, Darth Maul versus uh, Boba Fett. I think that'd be great. I think that'd be a really cool battle. I love Darth Maul. I thought so you, you're, you're okay with the Darth Maul being brought back. Cause I've had, totally. uh, I've I'm underutilized, underutilized totally underutilized. Yeah. I, I, I was like, what a waste of a character. And there had to be a bigger plan for him. There I had think to be. so. <laughs> yeah. He's such well, a great character. And like, you know, cause you remember like, okay. Every, every kind of character was a bit mysterious in that world, mm-hmm. but everyone kind of got their due a little bit. For the most part, not the not the musicians in in you know the the cantina the, no. in the cantina, but like which they're getting now on Mandalorian. But what I'm saying, like at the time, everyone kind of got their their due a little bit, except for him. I just feel like that was like here he is, one movie and gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I've always wondered if there was a bigger plan for him because I just felt like it was a wasted wasted character. I loved him. Yeah. I thought it was like, could have gone like they should have went. They should have had him like survive that whole thing, and then they should have built the last trilogy all on him. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, I think I think George Lucas's original plan was something like that—that that he was going to come back, yeah. and you know, there was going to be more to do with Darth Maul. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I'm thinking we're going to see him. Well, no, because and then we'll just so Boba Fett. Anything more you want to mention on Boba Fett before we switch over to? No, I mean I'm I'm down with I'm down with I'm all in, and I can't wait to watch it. And. Oh, yeah. um, I think between that and Mandalorian, we're going to get our, our filler of Easter eggs. And then it's just going to be curious as to where it's going to go from, from there. Cause much like JJ said a couple, a couple weeks ago, I'm fine with a whole bunch of stuff, but I'm also like happy to wait a long time <laughs> for more stuff. Cause I'm getting, we're just getting inundated. And as long as it's good, that's good. But if it starts slacking off a bit, uh, if it goes like Falcon winter soldier, which I was fine with, but I was like, eh. I mean, I wasn't like, I just don't, I don't ever want to feel that about, these star wars series i want to be like oh man they're all great they're all yeah, so good well, star wars have some great villains as well so our, our one other thing about boba fett were you wondering or are you concerned or would you like to see do you want to see like the more mandalorians come back or just the bounty hunters because there's uh the whole ahsoka tunnel deal that she could come back and be pissed off that he's wearing the armor and maybe believe him or I not think that's gonna happen even- for sure i think that's gonna happen for sure Oh, so you think we're gonna see ahsoka tunnel on there again i, I heard yeah. the wrestling girl isn't gonna come back though what's her name there Asha Banks. Yeah, I heard she's not coming back. I mean, yeah, I, I would like to see that, but I think that they've got a they've started building a bit of a story on the Mandalorian, so I think you're going to get mm. a little bit. You're probably going to have a bit of a crossover, I would think. 
That's what I'm thinking as well. Huh? Yeah. I'm thinking you're going to get a bit of a crossover on that because, you know, that's a great point. I mean, he's ruling now and they're like, mm-hmm. well, you know, we, we want, we want our armor and stuff. So I don't yeah, know. I think right? like, or, like, or, or the opposite, right. Where it's like, uh, they, they, they follow the storyline where Django Fett was leading the Mandalorians for a while. And yeah. Boba Fett is, you know, Django's son, so he would be the likely heir, and they start worshiping. It could go either way, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I think another interesting fact or thing to keep aware of is watching the Mandalorian in this Boba Fett show possibly arc to the same spot, right? So you got these two storylines that are really, really cool, yeah. and then they end up meeting together in this finale. That's that's fantastic. Um, having all kinds of other extra extra characters in there. Well, something. and then when's Obi Wan's story based on? Okay, so so now that's right after A New Hope. So what's going on with the Obi Wan story? Or no, not no, no. Sorry, it's after Revenge of the Sith. So right. the Obi Wan story is Obi Wan on Tatooine, and he is uh, looking after, watching, you know, from far away, little Luke Skywalker. So the same actor and actress that played Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, Peru, yeah. um, from the the last series and all, they are going to be in it. And from the earlier series, they're going to be playing oh, yeah. uh, Uncle Kenneth Brew. So that's kind of cool to see that back in there again. The thing with uh, the Obi-Wan, that, well, first, he's my favorite Jedi. But secondly, if I could ask for any other character to be in the Boba, in, sorry, into the Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan series, it would be uh, Darth Vader. And that's who we're getting is Darth Vader. So I'm just thrilled about that. That's yeah. awesome. And Darth Vader at the end of... If we look at Darth Vader at the end of what was it, uh, Rebel uh, Rogue One? Rogue One. How badass was that, Darth Vader? Oh, yeah. That was great. Get that Darth Vader in. Now, the other thing I wanted to add about the Obi One. Now, did you ever play that uh, Force Force Unleashed game? Yes, I did. For okay. PSP, actually, I had it for PSP. Very cool. Okay, so do yeah. you remember that Galen uh, Galen Marek character, the main character, Star Killer? Yeah, he was so he yeah. Be in the uh, Obi One show, apparently. And yeah, awesome. being there as his apprentice. So, and I guess it's the same guy because they, they form the face off after him and everything. So he's going to be in there with Vader. So um, Vader hopefully will be the ruthless Vader. And you know, he's going to be, because that's nowadays with all the stuff they can do, it should be pretty, pretty. Uh, Cause he, rad. I mean, he would be full evil. He would be full on at that stage. Pissed off looking oh, for yeah. his, you know, for, yeah, for yeah. Obi-Wan. And then, so what's that? Uh, yeah. The, so what Darth Vader says to Obi-Wan when he sees him in uh, New Hope, you've got, oh, what is he? I can't remember. I should know, but. Is this the. Uh, you've grown oh, weak yeah. since I last seen you. Right. So he's not really giving away whether there was another great battle, lightsaber battle. Maybe we're going to see another one. That would be amazing. And of course, there'll probably be flashbacks with Hayden Christensen in there, right? Uh, not I think he's coming back, it? isn't he? Isn't he coming into that Obi-Wan series? Plus, well, so I'm saying yeah. he, he's underneath the, but he wouldn't be, uh, like he would be the Darth Vader version at this point, right? Sure. So yeah. is he, un- I think he's going to be underneath the armor as well as, I'm thinking there's got to be some kind of flashbacks or force sensitive premonitions where Hayden Christensen will be playing Anakin in the past. You know what I mean? Like it, it's too good of an opportunity to show some things that we all wanted to see from the past uh, interactions between Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan that possibly they could show getting uh, Hayden Christensen back in there and with the possibilities of the storylines that they could expand on with with Obi-Wan having uh, such great actors involved in it. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm stoked for that one. Because yeah, again, so- Obi-Wan's my, my favorite Jedi. 
And then we had, um, I wasn't able to get the video for this. Well, no, so they, who do you, who would you like to see in the Obi Wan series then? I oh, want to see me, Darth Vader, and I got my wish. Like Obi Wan, I mean, Vader? Just the, yeah. But again, I want to see uh, character wise. I don't. I've kind of seen all the character, all the characters. So for me, like, I want a bit of a new. I want. I, I want some new stuff for me personally. I. I, I mean, I like the East. I, I like the Easter eggs. Like, oh, that's cool, or this or that. But he he went away to isolation. So I want to. I want that whole thing broken down. Like, how does he eat? How is he like do this? How is he doing that? Like this? How's he? How's that relationship with the sand people? How is this? And and like you know the Jawas like who's running that show that yeah, he's right? keeping an eye on everything? So I want all of that as part of this, and then origin stuff, and then hopefully they'll fix the whole goddamn thing and actually make Ray his daughter somehow, and that then they'll find so a way. They'll right, find yeah. a way to tie it back around. I don't know, but yeah, that's I, that's character wise. Honestly, I'm I'm charactered out, and I don't mean that in a bad way i just i want new i want something a little bit fresh i love the retro thing but i want something a little bit fresh here so the cool thing is is i'm thinking so far it looks like it's obi-wan and darth vader mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's and then of course he's watching after luke and everything else is and, and i'm fine Jawas with that. And hilarity ensues but i'm, 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 that. I'm it, that, that's a great that's like batman joker uh, am i right and we're gonna you know, get a got, little luke we're gonna get a little luke probably well that's what i'm saying right and then and you'll get the jawas and it'll be a little hilarity and yeah. uh but but the, as i'm saying like it's, it's like batman versus joker man you got your you got your obi-wan and you got darth vader what more can you ask for in a star wars tv show if you ask me man bravo beautiful yeah it's uh it's gonna be lovely uh, speaking of I'm, I'm stoked when we're gonna get into that but uh what was i gonna show you here oh, yeah because we're getting into some retro stuff but speaking of Joker and Batman. I found mm. that today. Oh yeah, yeah that's great, the, huh? That's the whole. That's the. I don't know what print that trade is. Trade paperback. It's the green one. They call it the trade. trade. Yeah, it's a trade version of so anyways, all of them together. That was pretty awesome. Um, and, and the other news of the week, which I didn't get a video for, unfortunately, but they did announce or they did show the Spider-Man um, uh, trailer this week, and there's a lot of people going on about it because it's got. Um, they're kind of tying in a lot of the old characters back in this thing again. So it's kind of the, the thing about this picture that I'm getting from online is everyone's saying this picture tells a thousand tales about what this movie's about. Now you've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. For this one, for yeah, Spider-Man. Well, you can see one? the sinister six yeah. outlines in there. Yeah. You got the green goblin, you got electro, you got Mysterio, uh, or possibly pump pumpkin bombs. And you've got, uh, you got Doc Ock, of course, in the foreground mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, so he's going to need other Spider-Men to fight all those characters, right? Um, and then, and then, as I just just to throw in quickly, because we're both it's funny because we're both not huge fans of uh, the Morbius uh, movie coming up for different reasons, but it looks like it's going to be the in between. And they called this a while ago, man, a long time ago. Morbius is going to be the the lead in the bridge between Venom and Spider-Man, right? And then hopefully those close Morbius out. But I don't know if we should go into the reasons why we don't like Morbius. We'll save that for another one when the movie comes out, maybe after we're hacking on it. I mean, but it's, it's yeah. going to bridge the two together, though, right? Because you can see in the Morbius trailer, um, he says, who are you? And he says, I'm Venom. No, nah, just kidding. You know, Michael Morbius. And then, uh, uh, you know, and what was the spy? There's a Spider-Man uh, link in there as well. Um, they've got uh oh, oh um, sorry sorry this it was with uh the vultures in there michael keaton is in the oh, yeah. uh the advertisement for morbius you know you know we should stay in touch kind of thing right 
So I don't know if Vulture was in that picture there that you showed as well. No, I didn't see it. Let me see here for a second. I don't know if he is. No, I don't see it. Anything about, I guess there's a bunch of pumpkin bombs underneath the arms, maybe. It's hard to see. I got my glasses on too. You got it. Yeah. But that's pretty cool. So that'll be yeah. exciting. And that'll make the Sinister Six comic books go up in value, which is fantastic for me. Because I've got some great. oldies of those, man. Those are great. What a great, uh, Spider-Man's uh, villains are amazing, man. He's just, he's got such rad villains. Well, he you can touched add, on this he, before. You yeah, he's the me. only character uh, that can compete with uh, Batman's villains, his rogues gallery, man. Who yeah. probably, like, that's a tough one, who has like the best, that's a great question for everybody out there. What hero has the best villains rogue gallery? Who has the best villains out there? Is it Batman? Is it Superman? Is it Spider-Man? I, I'm, 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 I'm leaning towards Batman myself because I just love the craziness of, of the whole thing. <laughs> like for me, it's yeah. like the Riddler. So I feel like, I feel like with Batman, it was, it was like, well, I can't comment on this because I don't know how they came up with the characters. You would know about how they came up with the characters. But to me, this idea of like this everyday guy that happens to be a, you know, super detective crime fighter. Right. We've got to make his villains you know, a little bit more. There wasn't a lot of supernaturalness with that. It was always like some kind of like, you know, the penguin was a little wacky. The Riddler was kind of a, you know, normal human. Uh, the Joker in uh, essence, you know, if you mm -hmm. could, you know, so I never found it to be overly supernatural. Like with Superman, which I am a big Superman fan of, but I found that like some of these character, I, I kind of like the more natural bad guy. Well, Superman is so overpowered that it's hard to find a villain to fight yeah. him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like that's yeah. like the same villain. Could you imagine? Uh, well, let's say uh, the Penguin going after Superman. Like I don't know, maybe like realistically. Come on, that's. Well, I mean that's the the whole psyche around Superman is you got to figure out how to beat him. They touch on that in the Superman and Lois series. It's really good. You still got to watch that. Uh, <laughs> There's so much how, stuff on right now, man. Wow. How they can get him, like you know, to almost die is great in that. Cool. and it's just kind of like a cool you know it's outside of the kryptonite thing there's other things and it's kind of you know there's a bit of a human side to yeah he can die and i mean i mean i think that's what's happening now with this new black adam they're like he can beat superman you know nice yeah so i don't know there's a whole thing there but that's gonna be fun um to do so uh i'm stuck my, my daughter is very excited about about the new spider-man she's a uh, big tom holland <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's she likes good. she likes them a lot. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it as well. As again, like I say, the, the villains. There's going to be a lot of them in this one, but if they're going to be acting as the Sinister Six, that that's pretty cool. That that's pretty decent, especially coming from other dimensions. Now, the one thing that I I got from this from the trailer is the the very first time I saw it, I think there's a Doctor Strange in there at some point that's not really Doctor Strange. Um, when he says oh. to uh, Wu, he says. Uh, you know, um, you're not, you're not going to do the spell, are you? Doctor Strange, like, nah, I'm not going to do it. And then he leaves, and he's like, "Yes, I am." Um, Willem, I think Willem Dafoe's in there as well. Oh, it's the Green Goblin. I, I I heard he was in there. I thought so. Yeah, I think we're going to get a bit of a a, a, a mashup here. Could be interesting. Now, are you? Let me ask you this because I'm actually not a big fan of the Doctor Strange thing. Are you? Where do you? Yeah, I really that? like Doctor Strange. I you like Doctor Strange a little more. Well, it, I like I like the ones that are a little more adult oriented. Um, I'd rather see somebody studying and working uh, 
at some mystic stuff than see Spider-Man in high school. I'm finding the older I get, the more the high school uh, side of Spider-Man movies are, I'm really showing my age. I'm starting to look at it. You know, it's like, Oh, what's going on over there? What's up? But I get it. I, and I'm not hacking on it. By no means am I hacking on it. I get it. I mean, Spider-Man's for kids and they need to see that he's a high school kid. I totally get it. But after seeing it for like 40 years of my life, you know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I want like, I want action Spidey, you know, left and right, left and right. But that, that's just because I've been reading for so long, but I get why the kids like it. And I think it's done really, really well. But um, yeah, I, you know. Uh, we are officially live from Machete Comics. Check this out, friends. Which means we're going to deep dive into some comics and we're going to get into a few things about uh, about just classic comics. Some of the things that we've been, you know, uh, that we do on the show and Chris, obviously. Yeah. So what like, I want you to do. So I got to just turn my camera around to the other side of my office here to where my comic books are. So you just make yourself big screen there, I guess. And oh, show yeah, off sure. I can comics do that. You have. Now, yeah, mind okay. you, I'm not going to be able to hear you once I get set up over here. So. <laughs> so Chris is over there doing the thing. So one of the things that we love to do is is. Uh, you know, deep dive into some of the subjects that we're super passionate about. And Chris, there's no one more passionate than com- about comics than Chris, but we've all been collecting them for, for a lot of years over my, uh, my career as a, as a human, you know, I've been trying to collect some stuff where I'll, I'm a big Superman fan, as you guys know, and a Batman fan, as you guys know, but um, I wanted to, we wanted to kind of dive into some of Chris's stuff because Chris has got, you know, he's got the stash. And Chris has got some great, great stuff that, uh, you know, everyone needs to see. And you can check it out on his TikTok, which I'm going to put up right here, which is uh, Chris's TikTok right there. You can check him out on TikTok. It's Chris Machete. Uh, You got to check him out. So he's got some really great stuff. And he's always putting stuff up there like retro this and look at this and the classic like comic book pull. It's awesome. But I've got a few of my own. That I'm going to show off. So one of the other things, actually, I want to show Chris this one when he's back on the mic. I still got but, my uh, ears on here. I can. Still you got your ears on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, can you come into the screen for a minute? Because I'm going to show you some stuff as I'm going oh, no, through here. I, I won't be able to hear you if I come into the screen. I'm what like, a guy! You can oh. see me though, yeah. You can see me, yeah. Yeah, I can see you. All right. So one of the things that I am a big fan of, uh, back in the day. So a couple things. Um, I was always a really big Ghost Rider fan. So look at this. That's from the not the original original. That's from the second series. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a. I was a big, huge Ghost Rider fan. So when they relaunched Ghost Rider, I was one of the first ones down to the comic book store. So I've got number one right there of the first Ghost Rider, uh, the reissue of the series, which is awesome. Nice, yeah. And uh, I, I think I made it up to like probably twenty five issues, and then I kind of stopped because whatever. But um, that was a cool thing. And then I got some classic stuff given to me over the years. Uh, and this isn't in bags anymore because it's just a beat the, to shit. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a classic That's like cool. You should still have classic, that in the bag and backer board though. That's good. Yeah, Not it's that in bad. Shape though. Ah, look still, at the back there. We've got the superpowers collection. I love Ooh. that old superpowers series. There. Oh, those are cool, huh? Yeah, I love that old superpower series. It was amazing. Um, geez, look at this thing. The covers off of it completely. Oh, you know, it just ripped. You know, that's a classic nice. one. This is from nineteen, you know, seventy-five. 
I mean, I don't even know. I'm pulling out some of these these old ones. Um, remember this series? I don't know if you remember this, Chris. Night Mask, okay. New Universe. Yeah, I got a couple new Universe comic books, which is pretty rad. Uh, this is a classic one, one of the first comics I was given as a as a child. Oh, Conan! Yeah, I was just looking at my Conans last night. That's really classic cool. Conan. Look the at the uh, was really cool, man. The back, the video, the Return of the Jedi video game cartridge. Look at this. Oh, thing. Atari. They are beautiful. Oh, right? I love those old ads, man. I love that. Yeah, isn't it amazing? Uh, He's me I so just, stoked. I've just got a few of these here. I'll show you because then mine, mine yeah, will take pale. Oh, there mine you go. You got a master of kung fu. Yeah, mine will pale in comparison to your collection. Oh, it's okay. But Don't worry uh, about it, man. what's what's going on in the world is Lego is still a thing. Yay! Uh, you're, you're building than a dream, ever. right? Huh? My little guy's all about that. Uh, huh. Everyone's favorite show as we get into it here. Back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Oh wow, you got the A team. What number is that? Uh, this one here is A team. Uh, oh, it's looking a little bit. April second. Let's look here. Stanley presents. <laughs> look at look at the the inside cover, Chris. What do you got? Joust. Joust. More Atari Joust. Atari and Joust was a fun game. Oh, and Hubert. Hubert was frustrating, huh? I know. But that was Man, great. I love those old Atari ads. Um, the art box always looks so great. And then you got the game. And it was like, hey. Number six of the that. superpowers. Oh, that's cool. Just like the figures. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Great More cover, comic. too. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this is a classic. This is the oldest one that I have that's in real bad shape. 1968. Uh, this one here, which is pretty badass. Mm, oh, that's old. Nice. 1968, and they were doing ads even in 1968 for Hot Wheels. Oh, that's cool. And look at that. The craziest ad. thing about this ad is that all the Hot Wheels still look like this. Yeah, they it's not do, like huh? they changed the design very much. They, you oh. know, the Hot Wheels are kind of all the same. Um, well, for for a buck fifty, you can get some Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> a Tootsie Roll swim toy. Nice. Uh, and what else is going on here? We've got, uh, I can, oh, this is pretty excellent. If I, I can overcome any enemy, Chris. Oh my gosh, those are the best. Act now, 298. That's great. Uh, and that's, isn't that funny? Because we oh, talked about the, in, the like inside that. of these ads, like the inside of the old comics, which you do uh, on uh, Skeletron. You do some really cool inside cover stuff. And um, But look at the, you know. There's still some really great, you know, got that old comic smell. Like, this oh, I some, love that smell. I do. It's, it's weird, but it's like an old bookstore, you know? And then of course, obviously I, I found this, which is one of my prized possessions at the time. Yeah, you can see the nice. twice told tales from Port Perry for a buck. And, um, and I think we touched on it before, but yeah. uh, the, one of the most, um, any reason it was this for notes, Chris, any reason why they left the back like this? Nah, I think they just no, no. There's no like secret like, little thing there. There's a postscript. No, just um, asked for too many pages. I think that was going to be printed. Yeah, look at this. I'll just get into this a little bit. Yeah, that well, that that is such a that would be if they did the movie, a live movie of that. They've done cartoon ones, but not doing it justice. But the scene where Robin gets beaten with the crowbar is just iconic, right? 
They're locked in. The Joker locked them in. The building blows up. And uh, what a way. Like, this was this was some serious writing. Like, this was mm. or some serious. Um, like, he's just beating the shit out of Robin. Look at this. Oh, yeah. You know, beating him up. Beating they him had up. To have, they had to have two stories prepared for what followed, right? Because it was a phone-in. To decide whether Robin dies or the Joker uh, gets caught or dies or whatever. There it is, right there. There's that one that you're talking about. The, oh yeah, where it just shows him going down on that. It's just that's iconic. That was done really, really well. And, then you, and disturbing. Then you have you know Batman shows up for help. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got the countdown. And as a, you're reading this as a fan, and there's the countdown to like, is he going to make it out? Is he going to make it out? So it was just what a what a great uh, oh, and then I guess the most iconic scene out of this mm-hmm. uh, for me, and then I'll, we'll move on to you, sir. Um, <laughs> was yeah, there's some Batman, great Batman, Superman stuff in here. They're mm-hmm. together, but uh, right here, I mean, come on, one of the most iconic things in the history of comics, right there. Oh yeah, that's brilliant. What great artwork, man. Don't do them like that anymore. That's really cool. You know? So anyways, so that's my, I got a handful of things for my piddly little collection, but it's off to machete land. Uh, Chris, really cool. for us, man. let me just get rid of this uh, background. So we're not lagging. Okay. All right. Here. We're with wow, Chris. Huh? <laughs> okay. Lean it in. Right. Okay. Yep. Slightly. Can we? Maybe. I don't know. My wife's not here. Hey, that's okay. Da, da, da. Sorry, guys. Let me just turn this over one more. See what I'm doing? Okay. Right on. There we go. Hey. All right. So I pulled some of the my comic books out from the closet there. My comics are Spider-Man. He's losing his hair. Or Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, they're Spider-Man. So I, I, I grabbed some boxes here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go over how you take care of your comics. First off, Brent, I, you know, first... We'll sure. talk to Brandon with some of his comics. Got some rad ones there. Um, <laughs> how you want to take care of them, where you want to store them. And I'm also going to show you the top five, my top five comic books that I have. Okay. And I've been collecting for, wow, probably about 40 years because I kept all my comics from when I was really, really young. So I've always enjoyed comic book collecting. Um, a couple of memories are when we would go probably even a little longer than that cottage and a little <laughs> store there and I would pick up some comic books because it wasn't, you know, a whole, you know, I'm fishing and stuff like that's great, but I was very creative. I like drawing and I like comic books. So I'm trying to make an excuse for why of buying comic books instead of out, uh, hunting and stuff. So, but uh, I got some great comics at that point. I got some John Byrne X-Men at that time that just came out right around the uh, Hellfire Club saga, which was amazing. Holy cow. And Contest of the Champions, one of my favorite, Contest of Champions, one of my favorite series ever. Uh, Wolverine Limited series. It was also, uh, I found that there in like grocery stores and stuff. And then after that, we didn't have a comic book store in the town we were living at the time, Ingersoll. So my mom would take me to this little bookstore in Woodstock. And Brent, you were mentioning the smell of comic books. Like there's just, whenever I smell an old comic books, it takes me back to when my mom would take me to this little bookstore in Woodstock, and I can't remember the name of it. Um, I do know there's a famous hockey player from Woodstock, though, that's playing for the Leafs, from the same place that I'm talking about. So we would go to this little bookstore, and we, uh, 
my mom would take me there and look at books and I would buy comic books. So he would have them in just this little shelf in bags and backer boards and the little price on them there. And I remember he, the old gentleman there that was running it, he wanted to take a look at my comic books. And uh, I brought in a whole bunch that I had some fantastic four. And this was uh, early eighties, right? Early eighties, early, early eighties. So it would have been John Byrne doing fantastic four around that time. And I brought those in a stack of, of cool stuff that I thought I had. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll give you like a dollar twenty for them. And he went to take them away from him and I grabbed them back. And I was like, no, 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 that's okay. And I was just little at the time, you know, probably seven or eight years old. I like, no, no, no. And I pulled them back from him. And it was the funniest thing. I, you're not getting my comics, buddy. You're not ripping me off either. So I just went back and did some more shopping. So that's where I started off getting my comics. And then I'd visit my relatives in Toronto. And we would go to the big comic book stores, you know, Silver Snail and stuff like that. And that's when I really got out of control and awesome. Uh, that's where I started collecting comic books. Very first was... The very, very first was my dad bringing me home comic books when I was sick. When I was like in grade one or something like that. And they were Spider-Man. They were great. And that was right around the time that the Clone Saga originally started. That's in the late 70s. Man. Okay. So my comic book collection is pretty immense. What you need. Now, Brent, you got to have bags and backer boards and all your comics. So there's the backer boards that I get. They're not the top of the line. They're not the worst. They're right in the middle. I like the Silver Age size. There's different sizes on you're going to see. The bottom here says Silver, okay? Right, so I, if you know all this stuff, I apologize. Just listen along. This for the beginners. So Silver Age. The Silver Age is wider because back um, in the olden days when they made comics, they called them Silver Age. It was old before that. They're a little wider than the ones that we make today. And of course, bags. You got it, and then you put your your your, your bag in, over top of the comic the backboard, tape it up, and away you go. All right. And then there's these boxes I have here. Now these boxes are the shorter version. This is a short box, like a short bus, short box. You can get the longer ones, but I find them really heavy. So I like these ones, like seven bucks. Then they stay up straight. And if you keep them, you know, like the closet's a good spot. It's nice up here in my office. You don't want to put them in a, in a damp basement though, obviously, right? Or in an attic that's like super humid. It's paper, friends. You don't want to do that to your comic books, okay? Don't do that to your comic books. If you're going to do that to your comic books, call me and I will come and get them. I will take your comic books for you. Okay. Now, another good thing to do if you're, like, depending on how serious you want to collect too. But if, if you want, if you're right in there, and another thing, if you're an avid collector as well, and you, you con you're constantly missing out on books that are coming out, it's like, oh man, it's like, I didn't get there in time. I don't have a, a local comic book store near me. I didn't know it was, it was coming. I could have reserved it, but I had no idea. And now he doesn't have any left. So these are, uh, magazines are free. It was a previews, it's called Marvel previews. So this is for Marvel. DC has one as well. I don't think I have it handy. I thought I did. Anyway. Um, so and this tells you what's coming up. So this way, you know, you can go in there and you can see, if there's, if there's an issue coming up or something you've heard about and you want to tell somebody to at a store to reserve it for you. These are great. And they're free. I mentioned they're free. Like, just, what a great read, too. It tells you everything that's going on. Um, as we're talking about, uh, the Star Wars section nowadays is just crazy, right? So we've got, like, new. these are new Star Wars books that are coming out. And, of course, is our friend Boba Fett we were just talking. So we're seeing some cool stories about him right now. They're crossing over, <laughs> excuse me, into most of the other the books. Look at that one right there, IG-88. Hey, Brandon, we'll see some IG-88 action. And then, of course, more Star Wars books are sold in the Darth Vader. There's a lot of Star Wars books that Marvel has available right now. You can check out what it is here for free in this magazine. Probably go online, I'm thinking as well, but I don't talk about glasses right here. Anyway, I'm going to look all over the book for that. There it is. Okay, moving along. My comic book collection is very immense. So we got our boxes here. We keep them. We got the bags and the backer boards that we put on them. 
I have uh, four boxes of X-Men titles, and I have from issue 100 to 300 all together consecutively, and a bunch of X-Men titles pre-100. Like I've got, I'll show you one of my favorite comic books, my top five comic books that I own is in this box right here. This is uh, Marvel Age, or Marvel Silver Age X-Men titles, which are amazing. The whole John Byrne, Chris Claremont run that they did in the late 70s, early 80s is in here, as well as some other amazing stuff. Uh, so I've got some great Daredevils as well. I've got a lot of Daredevil, Silver Age, uh, and Spider-Man. Those are my three main Silver Age, uh, my money makers really, my big my big collection holders are the Daredevils, X-Men, and Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man, holy crap. Again, I've got like probably four or five boxes of, of Amazing Spider-Man. I'm not talking about Spectacular Spider-Man, Web of Spider-Man, I'm talking the classic Amazing Spider-Man. If you've watched the, the show before, you know that I am all about uh, the classic Spider-Man. And there's lots of Spider-Man for other people, and that's fine. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I like the Amazing Spider-Man. I'm in for the classic. Okay? So, what I'm going to show you now is my top five comics that I own. Okay, I'm just checking to see if everything's good on the screen. Yeah, we're great. All right. So, number five. We're going into my box of Image Comics. Um, if you don't know anything about Image, wow, just Google it, man. We've got the Todd father in there. He's the one that is still taking care of business there. And I'm a huge Todd McFarlane fan. So hence that, my fifth favorite. I'm not going by what is the most value. I'm just going, this is my fifth favorite comic book in my collection. And I have three copies of it. So Spawn number one. I remember when this came out. And just, I love Todd McFarlane's work. And then just as a... As a as a businessman, he's very influential. He makes great toys. So this is Spawn number one. You can see I got this three times. It's mint. It's mint, my friends. Okay? Yeah, I've got a couple. I've got, I have two boxes of Image Comics. Okay? So I've got a, a whack of Spawn. I have from Spawn 1 up to Spawn whoa, 25 all in a row. And then it's sporadic all over the place. Got the Max, Cyber Force, stuff like that. Okay. <clears throat> Friends, that's number five. Okay, bouncing over to this box here. It is uh, my New Mutants and X-Force box. Now, I only have one New Mutants X-Force box, and I think if you are a comic book fan, you are going to know what New Mutants book I'm going to pull from here. All right? Uh, it's not It's not this one. I have, the, I have this book ten times. I thought X-Force number one was going to be a huge moneymaker. And the funny thing is, is I put this... Oh, and it's funny, there's 10 copies in here. I just should show everyone. Kind of embarrassing, though. So this is X-Force number one. This is just a book that I thought I was going to make a ton of money off of back in the day. And it never turned anything. And I posted this on my TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok for some shitty. And, man, people got aggravated. Because um, some somebody said, hey, you never know. There might be a movie. It might be worth something. And then somebody chimed in. Well, I'll never worth anything. That book's crap. And somebody positive would come in again. And, and it wasn't always just me. It was other people being positive. But there's just a couple negative people. But man, this book set people off. I thought that was kind of funny. So we're discussing Alpha Flight and stuff, and, you know, no anger there. Okay. So the my number four book in my collection, um, and this is because I know it's going to be worth a lot of money as it, this is partially a value thing. <laughs> Excuse me. But this is the first appearance of Deadpool. It's New Mutants number 98. This is a 90s comic. Now, when this came out, nobody had any idea that this was going to be worth anything. Would have bought copies of this instead of 10 copies of X Force number one, right? See, this is the one I wish I got 10 copies of. This is, oh man, what's this going for? Like 
thousand bucks, maybe. I'm probably wrong. I'm terrible with numbers. Horrible with numbers, my friends. Um, if anybody knows what this is going for, put it down below or let me know. Okay, that's in mint. I mean, that's straight from the comic book store when it came out. All right, so there is number four, and that's the first appearance of Deadpool. Mutants nine eight. Now we're going to number three. I'm trying to remember what my number three was. Oh, I remember now. Okay. So Spider-Man. Oh, man. My Spider-Man collection, I could just do another program on it. These are my Silver Age Spider-Mans down here. And these are just, oh, my gosh. I got stuff in here. Like my oldest Spider-Man right here, which i got to be really careful with. Excuse me. This, this was right on the border making my top five. That is just like, like 1964 or something, maybe. Craven's second appearance, I think. Craven the Hunter. Look at that thing. It's in mid shape. Beautiful. So that is the oldest Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man, any Spider-Man that I own. But my one, wreck it, my number three in my collection would have to go to, I've already had this artist up once. Oh, here it is right here. Okay, so, um, yeah, another Todd McFarlane. This is for a Spider-Man. This is the first appearance of Venom. Now, again, this is a book that I love having in my collection as well because I bought it for cover price. So, you know, I, I paid uh, $2 Canadian, so probably with tax, $2.15 or something, for this comic book. And now it's worth thousands of dollars, just like the New Mutants one with the uh, Deadpool in there. And it's going to grow. You know, it's it, it's it's going to hit more the way things are going, which is awesome. And, again, this is a mint. Got this right from the comic book store when it came out, which is really, it's a really cool feeling as a comic book buyer, uh, collector, and just comic book uh, enthusiast when this happens. When you buy something like this, like I, I could just, you know, even in a stupid, stupid scenario, I could get like, you know, a few hundred dollars for this probably like right now if I put it on, you know, Kijiji or something. Like, so I only paid $2 for it. That's my point. I'm not selling this. My daughter gets all these comic books and she knows that she's pretty stoked on that. So that's number three. Again, there's so much old Spider-Man in there, my friends. Wow, that I could show you. Silver Age, I've, um, it's just insane. So number two now. Now, this is another one that I have a very deep collection on. And this is my Silver Age of Daredevils, okay? Um, Daredevil, in my opinion, is the most consistent comic book that you can buy. If you want to... Uh, buy a comic book every month and not be let down by the art or the story by Marvel and you are a little more adult, not looking for somebody who's going to high school, like I was mentioning, just straight on uh, adult being a superhero. And that is Daredevil. Daredevil is awesome. The new Daredevils are, are just beautiful storytelling, uh, amazing art, and uh, it's heading to a point where I don't want to spoil anything, but it's going to be really, really cool. So I'd recommend if you are looking to buy new comics and you wanted a Marvel comic, you wanted your Spider-Man's a little, a little too uh, kid-like for you, then you should go to Daredevil. And I think that's maybe why he's created, so you had that option back in the day to go above. But without further ado, my number two comic book. I got this at Fan Expo. Did not buy this one when it came out on the stands. Uh, is Daredevil number five yeah and i'm not opening up to remember the year but you know it's it's 60s look at that oh, that's nice huh friends i mean if you're a comic book collector out there you know what i'm talking about beauty this is my second favorite comic book so as you can notice too daredevil's uh suit 
is yellow and black with some red on it. And that's how Daredevil started out. He didn't start out with his pure red costume. And you can see the top there, the same thing. And uh, this, this was really cool. Uh, Wally Wood did the art on this, another classic artist. If you like your classic artists, um, you're going to love this, okay? So this is Daredevil number five. Holy cow, Daredevil number five. Amazing. So old. Yeah, okay. So that's, that's number two. Um, these are great. Sometimes I just come in into my office and I'll grab a, pot, a box of comics, throw on some TV show, you know, and uh, just just kind of scoot through them, look through them, and find some gems that I didn't even realize I had. Or a new show will be on by Marvel or DC or something, and I won't realize I had that comic book that reflects uh, a storyline or event that's happened, and it's gone value. I'm like, score, I do have that one, which is rad. All right, so my biggest Spider-Man and my X-Men collection. Um, see, I stopped buying X-Men, so my Spider-Man collection has probably outgrown my X-Men collection, but my X-Men collection is really awesome. The books I have mean a lot to me because they're uh, the John Byrne storyline is, in my opinion, one of the best storylines and artwork, Chris Claremont, ever. And Wolverine really kicks out. This is, if you want to find where Wolverine really came from, Hulk 181 was his first appearance. But X-Men, uh, you know, 114, 112, I think it's 111 on is where you're really going to see that. Uncanny X-Men 111 on, so there's where it kind of starts there. And that's where Wolverine really comes from. So I could go on again forever about my X-Men collection. It is immense. Here's one box out of numerous. But, again, another fan expo. I did not get this one. Uh, you know, standing in line or going to a grocery store. X-Men number seven. Look at that. That's a beaut, my friends. And the, the other cool thing about it is is, is the, the shape that, that these are in. It's beautiful, right? So, um, if you're listening and not watching, that's too bad. This is X-Men number seven, and it's from the 60s, late 60s, mid-60s. We've got, uh, I think it's the second appearance of the Blob. And as you can see, there's Scarlet Witch. That's what Scarlet Witch started out so long ago. Not with Vision, though, with Quicksilver. And she was in the, the uh, she was the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants with Magneto. Magneto being her father, of course. So Scarlet Witch started out being a villain. I think that might be her third appearance in this book. Could be wrong. If you guys know, correct me or let me know which appearance of Scarlet Witch this is. Well, I'll just drop. This is going away now. My favorite book. So this is my favorite book in my collection. I love the X-Men. And uh, the value of this is getting up as well, my friends. Now, a book. I'm just going to show one more book before I put the headphones on and turn things back around. And this book is a Wolverine book. And this is another one where he, he, he kind of, this is where Wolverine becomes his own. So here it is right here. This is awesome. Oh, man, that's beauty. And again, I got this one back in the day. Look at the diamond, uh, the diamond on the top there is beautiful. Oh, there's there, there. So this is great. Um, Wolverine alone. First time you really see Wolverine be the star of the X-Men comic book. And the first time he really cuts loose and he's fighting the Hellfire Club. Now, the Hellfire Club was in the movie First Class. Kevin Bacon was, was one of the head villains, Sebastian Shaw. I would really like to see them do that again. Probably. All right, Brent. There we go, buddy. Pretty damn rad, my oh, friends. Yeah. Pretty damn rad. That was Chris Machete. And oh, we're going to do this graphic, which, of course, is this. Collection there. 
That was pretty damn rad. A deep dive into Chris Machete's, uh, Chris's stash, as we call it. Uh, keeping with the X-Men theme, I found one or two more little things here that Chris <coughs> probably dig. So Chris gave me this many, many moons ago, and it is in plastic and in a backboard. So there we go. Oh, nice. Oh, those are nice, man. Very cool. Reprints of the first X-Men Marvel masterpiece. So I got that. And then uh, one, so of the other, one of the other ones that uh, you really dig. And some of my favorite artwork. I'm not sure I've brought this out before, but I'm going to break it out right now. Uh, some of my favorite artwork from that time uh, would be this. Oh, wow. Those Ninja Turtles were great. And they're black and white, correct? It's black and white. And I, I was, love that. I never saw it. Like, look how rad these look. Like, look at how rad this looks. Yeah, dude, that kind of artwork is very influential on what I'm doing today. I loved that yeah. stuff. This Eastern is like layered stuff was to, great. Yeah, to me that uh, and I only have one. I have this copy of it that I picked yeah. up because I was like all about it and just thought it was going to be great. Uh, but that's the only one that I have is this. Mm -hmm. And I just love this, this like, you know, they're more battled like Donatello and all that shit that you don't know who each, who each other is. It's just the turtles. You know? <laughs> so it's great. It's just, no, I love that stuff. Awesome, dude. Some awesome stuff. So really anyways, dark and gritty artwork. It's pretty rad. Pretty damn rad. I got to tell you. Yeah, um, so if you could have one, if you could have one of those five I showed of my comic books, which one would you take? Oh boy. So you um, had the first appearance of Deadpool. You had the first appearance of Venom. You had the first appearance of Spawn three times. You get that one three times. You had like X-Men number seven and what was it? Daredevil number five. I think personally, and shoot me for this. <sighs> I don't have much Daredevil. So I would take the Daredevil. Yeah. Personally. Nice. Me personally, I, I just think, uh, you know, I think I would dig having the daredevil. So if you could just ship that out this way, that'd be great. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> That's you a nice one. I mean? You know, the funny, the funny thing is, is I think the, uh, the Deadpool and the Venom fetch more money than those two old ones. Mm. For, for now. for now, I don't know if they're going to get this X-Force thing off the ground. So I don't know. I think, oh, no, I don't know either. I think we people watched, are going to be Deadpooled out after the next one. I love the, the Deadpool thing, but I'm guessing he's not going to want to take it into 10 movies or anything. So. No, but here's the thing. But the, uh, I was going to mention, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Deadpool 2 is now available on Disney Plus. Right. And we watched, I watched that again the other night while I was working. And wow, that is a good, I really enjoyed that movie. Is it the, edit, I don't like that. I don't like that kid. The kid drives me crazy. You're not supposed to like him. I know. <laughs> no, but I just don't like him in general. Like he's in everything he acts in. Oh. He, you know what I mean? Everything he acts in, I'm just like, you little shit. And because uh, some kids, some kids just like they act. Well, do, like, oh, do, cool. do you have, do you have the picture of that screen of that kid staring in the camera? I was telling you about from Avengers uh, Endgame. Oh, you sent it the other day, right? Yeah. yeah the I guy's mean, son, right? The guy, he oh, puts yeah. him in all his movies and he right. always stares right at the screen. And, and there's a, <laughs> there's, there's a small cult of us that are really getting annoyed with him. Yeah. Well, little shits. I know. But did, did you, you saw it though, right? I We're saw, staring yeah, right at the camera. Yeah. 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 What Don't is, look at yeah. the camera. Yeah, that was funny. And he's one of the sons of, uh, you know, the brothers there or whatever. Uh, so we got some great stuff out of that. That's Chris's uh, stash. And you can catch Chris on, uh, when you want to see more of that, check him out on TikTok because he's uh, killing it. Uh, we're also on the TikTok now. Uh, yeah. which you can find us um, and we're, it's climbing. It's, it's, it's definitely the program to be, uh, 
to be on for what we're doing. Let's see. Let's uh, let's let's get a TikTok. I don't know if we have TikTok music yet. What's we're TikTok? almost at we're almost it's, at five hundred. It's uh, four hundred. It's four hundred and sixteen. There's got to be some kind of go. like thing there. So we're anyways. Find us at Kids on the Escalator. We got four hundred and sixteen followers. How about that shit? This and, I, a, and I'm almost at a thousand on my Chris Machete Twitter. So or uh, TikTok, Chris Machete TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I'm almost at a thousand. So if, if you could come help me out, I'll follow you back and uh, I can totally follow all of us. I just cracked 1100 because of my COVID videos. So it's <laughs> my over your shit. I got COVID still. It's real. Uh, I'm on two inhalers. Fuck you. That's basically how it's been going for me in the last week. I went viral twice for two different things. We went viral for this show and another kind of thing. And then I put something out. I was a little edgy i'm gonna go with this i was a little edgy last week i was on the ice and then i was having a really hard time on the ice and that's not something i'm used to i'm just not used to it i'm used to you know having cardio and being able to do the thing and i was having a bit of a bit of a moment and um i was getting inundated with some um empty back stuff and the rest of it at the time and you know i don't get too far into it mm-hmm but I was like, I'm going to record a little something because I'm a little edgy. <laughs> so I recorded one video that would have split Adam for sure. I slept and went back and then started another video. And that's the one that you saw. But it did a little bit of, uh, it got out there. And um, mostly I had Dean retweet it and stuff because I really love it when his people come after me. Ooh, there you go. Uh, and I got no shortage of help uh, from people saying, hey, you should um, you should try this and you should try that. And well, that's good. That's and, hey, thanks, everybody. Awesome. But that side of the equation really doesn't want me to be going through this because of COVID. I'll just tell you that. But I am into all the alternative stuff. Bring it in. Let me hear it. I'm just waiting for the aliens to fix this whole thing anyway. So. <laughs> they will. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, people. So we went viral, in essence, twice last week with that. And then that that did pretty well. So keep going. If you saw, our last, show, if you saw our show last week, you saw a moment of history. You missed a great one. You did. It was a moment of history, you man. It really was. Great. That's why you, that's why you can't miss a, net, a single show because you never know who's going to drop by the show. We actually had yeah. to kind of low key it this week because we had so much heat on us. You might you might say. Um, so we kind of had to low key it and just kind of hold up here and uh, real heat. Studios, We're right? talking real wrestling heat. So anyway, I know. That's, I'm being serious here. Like so, we had to like as you know, yeah. We had to kind of relax this and and just let the steam settle and the smoke uh, dissipate. So uh, next week, you know, we'll be right back at it to offend everybody and get go, right. and go, uh, go viral again. Week. We're so. going to offend everybody, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week, everybody. Uh, we're just doing the hour tonight. Um, I'm running off to a physio with the daughter. I've got, I'm actually back on the ice tonight. I'm going to try to make it through this game without dying uh, and do the whole thing. But... My friends, uh, you can catch Chris Machete on all the things, Facebook, mm-hmm. Twitter, Twitter, all the things, TikTok. He's, as mentioned, he's getting there on the TikTok. Amazing. As mentioned, and we've said a thousand times, the grownups are making the best content on TikTok. I'm just saying. And Chris's stuff is uh, really rad. Uh, feel free you. to- have a lot of comic book friends on there. Uh, KidsOnTheEscalator.com. Join us over there on kidsontheescalator.com. Uh, you can follow, uh, as you, Chris, you can follow me over on Twitter and all the things as well. Instagram uh, and all those kind of things. Uh, that's where I'm at. And I've got um, that other show that I do where we talk to a lot of bands. I just got confirmation. Don't know if he's watching at this second. Ted from Death Angel. 
Ted from Death Angels going to oh, come wow. and hang out for a little while. He's got some shows coming up with uh, Testament and a few other things. So we're going to have him on to come on and uh, shoot the shit and talk comics and all the rest of it. Oh, on this uh, show? Not on, on the show. On this no, show? no, no. He's going to come on this show. Oh, beautiful, uh, man. So I that's got great. Some questions for, I've been listening I met to him. Death Angel since they were probably 14 years old. So I met him on a forum and then he's been a big fan of like just staying in touch and stuff. He's been awesome. And uh, I have, you know, the other show where I'm kind of doing round tables on what I do for a living, but what we've been going through with COVID and all the rest of it. Um, I am going to take a break from that side of it for just a week or two and let the dust settle from the tragedy that is down in the South um, this past weekend um, uh, in Houston. So I'm going to kind of go a different way and I am, uh, I'm actually going to bring, a doctor buddy of mine on my show cool. to talk about the shit that I'm going on that no one believes that I have. So that's going to be, I'm going to do that kind of thing. Cause I want to rouse some people up and uh, see if we can, uh, you know, break the internet again. Um, follow us on all the things. Thank you everybody. Monday. Night. One thing I want to mention before we go, I see a hmm. lot of people out there doing the Spider-Man thing going, phew, phew, phew. <laughs> that's not how you do it. It's like this. Whip, 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 whip. That's how you it's flip. That's what you do. Now you know. This has been Old Man on a Chair uh, for another Monday night. Hey, he, he was the one telling me to say it, man. I was trying to help Thanks for our friends at DeanBlundell.com. Uh, stick around on the network. Bonzi is live right now from California. Bonzi, doing cheers, things. brother. Bonzi, how you doing, buddy? Thanks for joining us last week. Kids on the Escalator podcast for another week. Thank you, everybody. Good times. Rad dudes. Yeah, we'll see you next time, eh? All right, eh? Okay. Bye-bye. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.